Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, June 30th, 2021. The New York City Board of Elections shows outrageous incompetence just as voting and elections are under fire across this entire country. We'll discuss that. Plus, the House votes to establish a January 6th committee, this time with Democrats in control of it. And finally, as America ends its longest war, there are warnings that civil war and chaos can be left behind in its wake. Totally unacceptable rank incompetence on display in New York City. The Board of Elections there, which has long been a corrupt and incompetent shop, basically a patronage mill for decades, has actually thrown total chaos into the mayoral race there because when they posted results yesterday, they included some 135,000 test ballots that aren't real ballots in the election. And this was to begin the process of ranked choice voting, the first time that system's ever been used in a mayoral election in New York, just throwing more confusion into the mix. Now, the Board of Election is going to try this again today and, and post results, but confidence in what the Board of Elections is doing obviously continues to decrease. Catherine Garcia, one of the leading contenders to become the next mayor of New York City, was on CNN's New Day this morning and addressed the chaos. We will not know for a while what exactly happened, but it seems like it was just a mistake. Someone forgot to clear the computer before they put the real data in. So that seems like we should be paying a little bit closer attention. Eric Adams, the frontrunner who, after last week's initial preference results were reported, just the people who showed up in person on Election Day or in person early, and just the first choice that people put down, not any of the ranked choice vote tabulation, Eric Adams, he said, quote, Today's mistake by the Board of Elections was unfortunate. It is critical that New Yorkers are confident in their electoral system, especially as we rank votes in a citywide election for the first time. Mayor Bill de Blasio, the incumbent mayor who is term-limited out of office at the end of this year, issued a statement today saying, quote, Yet again, the fundamental structural flaws of the Board of Elections are on display. There must be an immediate, complete re-canvas of the Board of Elections vote count and a clear explanation of what went wrong. Now, the reality is, in New York, it is New York State that dictates election law and dictates all the procedures and processes at the New York City Board of Elections. But here's the deal, folks. This is not just about New York City's mayoral election. If it was, we would just do this on a New York City podcast. Our democracy is in a really fragile state right now. And part of the reason it's in a fragile state is because there's been this assault on voting and elections and having a baseline of belief in truth and facts and election officials certifying outcomes. Donald Trump has spent the entirety of the six months, basically, since he's been out of office, trying to chip away at confidence in our democracy here at home, continuing to spread lies that the 2020 election was somehow rigged and that he didn't actually lose. I mean, just absurd. But we see a huge swath of his followers believe in it. That's a pretty big swath of the country. And so when New York City Board of Elections then has this kind of egregious screw-up, it really is more than just a one-off screw-up. It is part of undermining our trust and faith in the ability 
to conduct free and fair elections at a time when that very thing is being called into question, which makes this dangerous, not just a simple mechanical error. Now, here's what else matters today. The House of Representatives voted today to create a select committee that will investigate the deadly January 6th attack on the Capitol. Leading up to the vote, it was expected that fewer than 10 Republicans would actually support the effort. Of course, you immediately look to the 10 Republicans who voted to impeach Donald Trump, and not even all 10 of them are on board with this select committee that Nancy Pelosi is pushing forward with in the aftermath of the Senate blocking the formation of a bipartisan commission to investigate the insurrection. In a Dear Colleague letter today, ahead of the vote, Speaker Pelosi wrote, It is clear that January 6th was not simply an attack on a building, but an attack on our very democracy. It is with sadness in not having a bipartisan 9-11-type commission with allegiance to our oath to the Constitution and with respect for the patriotism of House members that I request your vote for the select committee. Now, Speaker Pelosi is going to have eight slots on the committee that she can appoint. We'll have veto power over the five people that House Minority Leader, Republican Leader Kevin McCarthy gets to pick in consultation with Speaker Pelosi. The Speaker has not yet said who she would appoint as chair of the committee, but Homeland Security Chairman Benny Thompson is certainly a possible candidate because his committee has already been investigating the January 6th attack. And after a lot of speculation, Pelosi, at the time we recorded this podcast, still hadn't said if she's decided to appoint a Republican to the select committee as part of her group of eight that she gets to appoint. Today, Adam Kinzinger, a Republican from Illinois, one of the 10 who voted to impeach Trump and a committed sort of non-Trump Republican these days, if you will, he stated pretty clearly he's going to vote for the formation of this committee, even though it's not his preferred option, and that if he was asked to serve on it by the speaker, he would give that real consideration. Now, the benefit for Democrats politically is that if a Republican is appointed by Pelosi, she will be able to always point to a bipartisan effort. And when the committee is to vote on things, assuming that that Republican would vote with the Democrats, she'll be able to point to a bipartisan decision, even as the Republicans are eager to paint this entire exercise as purely partisan and Democrats' effort to try and hammer away at Republicans between now and the midterms over the January 6th insurrection. And finally today, as President Biden gets ready to wind down America's involvement in the war in Afghanistan, the top U.S. commander in the country, General Austin Miller, said that civil war in the region is a real possibility and, quote, that should be a concern for the world. Rather than rethinking his choice to withdraw troops, President Biden remains unchanged in his thinking that the time to end the war has come and that remaining there would actually put U.S. troops at heightened risk. Yesterday, aboard Air Force One, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki told reporters that, quote, the decision the president made to withdraw troops from Afghanistan is consistent with his view over the last 20 years about the war. And while ending this war is one of the very few things that actually unites some progressives and Donald Trump supporters, President Biden is still sure to face questions about what happens next especially for the millions of Afghans who thrived under its sponsorship of democracy and now face the very real prospect of living under a feudal Taliban. Those questions aside, 
President Biden and his posture could not be more clear. This is not a region of the world that the president wants to remain focused on, even with the attendant risks that come with withdrawing. The Biden administration is much more keenly focused on China and Russia and other geopolitical threats than they are in perpetuating America's longest war. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing. netsuite.com briefing.